1: Yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas. At Nick NickDayas10 is where you can find me, veteransminimum.com for all things VM. I got my dog back in the building.
2: I am back. Mr. George Carmona on all social media platforms and at Gridiron Junkies. I'll do my shameless plug at the beginning.
1: Love it. Follow me. I'm a big fan of cheap plugs and free plugs and get them out whenever you can.
2: Quick. You gotta. I love it. What's going on, bro? Uh, I can't believe that there was a blizzard this morning, Nick. I, I've never like, (laughs) and so like the snow, like it, it, you know, it was raining hard and then it just started smacking me. So up by my house in the two fifteen, it was a a legitimate blizzard. Now you've probably been through blizzards. Do you think Las Vegas is capable of that? Or am I, was I not experiencing a blizzard? Dude. So we have running
1: jokes in New York of how in, there are certain times of the year, like say February is a good time, early March, maybe early April too, where you'll get all four seasons in a single day. Mm. And that's what you got today in Vegas. Absolutely. I woke up, I saw snow, and I'm like, "My New York?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a second. And then I saw rain coming down. I go to jujitsu, it's cloudy, and then I come out, and there's not a cloud in the sky. It's and I even put a video up. I was like, it was snowing this morning.
2: I saw the, I follow this Vegas Instagram page, which if you don't follow it, you need to, at Vegas Issues. Ooh. And they post like Vegas memes. Okay. And they post all the pictures of the snow and they were like in uh beach club season is in two days. Cause like, I mean, the wind beach club opens up and it's like, bro, how are you going to do that? You know, they got to push it back unless there's going to be like people ice skating at the beach club.
1: Nah, I saw that let's not get that crazy. I guess it, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. They got to
2: capitalize off the bad weather. <laughs> Dude, so um,
1: I'm excited to have you on. Uh, you've become one of my favorite people in Vegas that I've met, truthfully. And also, I love I love talking football with you. And <clears throat> there's a couple of uh, current events going on in the NFL that we're going to touch on. But then I also came up with this concept of breakable versus unbreakable records. Yes. And we see, seems like year in, year out, more and more records are being broken or the threat of it. Mm -hmm. To be broken because now you also have that extra game. Absolutely. So that's one of my initial questions to you. Are the records that are being set now with the 17th game being played, 18-week season, are those tainted a little bit?
2: 100% tainted, but we got to get used to it. All sports do this where they either add a facet uh, a rule change or they extend uh, the season by a game. And what I've found is that, you know, we're kind of in that end of the first wave, you know, stats really weren't um, accumulated the way that they are since about like the 1960s. So then we got to think that that's like a 80 year run in which we, as you call that a generation of records. And now the, the game has changed. The athletes have changed. They've gone a lot better. In all sports, records are going to start being tainted, whether it's baseball, basketball, it's already being tainted, and certainly in football, because the totals, like season totals, and I know we'll touch on that a little bit, but uh, season totals are going to be absolutely ruined. What's crazy and
1: also true, what you said, is sacks in 1983 became an official stat. Like in 1982, they said that it got introduced, but they weren't really keeping actual sack numbers and half a sack if both of us hit the quarterback. Yeah. What was that? Did both of us get a full sack back then? I don't have that data in front of me, but 1983, which was, was that 40 years ago, was when sacks became into it. So all those OGs, like the uh, gang green, the, the defensive line for the Jets to help them win the Super Bowl, like they were known for having an elite defensive line. Mm-hmm. They didn't get any sacks. Anything,
2: yeah. Right? So the fact that the whole stats thing or the sacks thing was added, that kind of blew my mind. I didn't know that. But you see it with, like, records like uh, interceptions in a season. I think Paul Krause or in his career, Paul Kraus had 81 interceptions. You know, like, I don't think that record would ever be touched. But that goes to show, though, that's that style of play in the 1920s to like the 1950s where, you know, if there was just a dude that was dominant you know, he he was able to find the NFL because I'm, I'm sure that like there was not that big of scouting. You know, I think if you lived in that city, you had an opportunity to be a stud. And some of those guys just made ridiculous stat lines early on in their career. And those are the ones that I'm like, Oh, even in today's, NFL with the rule changes, I don't think some of those get touched. Like, records set before 1950s, like, those seem, like, untouchable to me. I feel like those would be more likely to be broken.
1: Okay. Like, interceptions will be difficult because some of the best corners in the league don't get a lot of intos. Mm -hmm. That was a big knock on Darrell Revis, how some Mm -hmm. years he'd have one interception. And people are saying, how are you the best DB? It's like, dude, no one
2: throws his direction. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, in the 1950s, coaches weren't that smart. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there was a guy. Okay, I'll I'll hit you with one of these that I have. It was total sacks in a game. This was uh, Derek Thomas with seven. I, I know this is, like, jumping forward. But do you think, like, an offensive line coach these days is going to allow a single player to get seven sacks? No way. Like, no shot, dude. The the game has changed. Coaches are smarter. Players don't want to get embarrassed like that. Yeah, that's... Damn, he's, he's had a game that he had six. And then
1: here it says the record was eight. Eight sacks in a game. OCU Manura had seven. I remember they were playing the Eagles. It was a Sunday night football game. One of the few times that the Giants beat the Eagles. That's why I remember this okay, so vividly. Okay. And he had seven sacks, too. My favorite Giants defensive player of all time. Hmm. C U see So, so sacks, right? Let's look at sacks. And we'll get, we'll get to some of the current stuff since we got a little sidetracked. But sacks in a season. It's Michael Strahan. It's 22 and a half sacks. And it's that extra game. And now with passing becoming more and more Popular.
2: Absolutely.
1: That one is going to go down.
2: And you got a lot more mobile quarterbacks, too. Like that, that plays in the in the in the favor of the defense a little bit. I do think it's a it's a unit though. And Michael Strahan was playing on teams that had stacked D lines. So he was able to create those mismatches. So it's got to be the perfect storm too. It's not just gonna randomly happen. You really need to like have a, a full on. I, I mean, if I'm looking at any defensive line returning that I'm like it looks really really stacked. The Chargers, you know, if they if they keep everything mm-hmm. intact and you got Bosa and you got Mac,
1: so that's gonna be that's gonna be a future conversation that we're gonna have. Well, for the people listening, it'll be a future conversation for us, and it'll be in about <laughs> sixty minutes. But Khalil Mack could be a cap casualty because I think it's $22 million on the books. And again, it's very important that when you hear the term cap casualty, doesn't mean he's a bad player, it just means the cap situation that that team is in is going to be the reason why this guy gets let go. Exhibit A, Khalil Mack, right? 22 and a half sacks is the record held by Michael Strahan, also tied by TJ Watt recently okay, in uh, 2021. But I think that's going to go down at some point, bro, because there is more passing. Like you said, the mobile quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Guys rolling out the pocket, that
2: counts as a sack too. Yep. I think in the Super Bowl there were two sacks. Dude, some of them like that sack in the Super Bowl didn't even look like a sack.
1: It wasn't. The it quarterback, was because he ran out of bounds yeah. and it's technically considered a sack if the quarterback runs out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. No, nah,
2: bro. We got a rule change <laughs> No, like come on now. Like and then we're going to consider some of these where a player is like halfway rolling on or like I've seen people get, like, pancaked, right? Like, you're getting your ass whooped on a play. You just so happen to land on the quarterback, you get half a sack. Come on. Are we really going to do that? Whatever. But anyways, that one's going to get broken. And yeah. it's probably going to be TJ Watt. I mean, that brother combination right there. Oof. I I wonder what JJ Watt's career number in a season is. I, he's got to be close to it. Um. Looking that up right now. Okay. I have a funny one. I have a funny
1: record. I, I have a good one, too. Sacks. So, his okay. career high, he did it twice. All right. 20 and a half sacks. Wow. He, he did that twice during that run where he was just, like, the unanimous, the best defensive player in the league.
2: So, we can, we can make this stat right now. There will be no brother combination that has more sacks in NFL history than the Watt brothers.
1: Yeah, I mean, they are already they
2: already probably have that. Yeah, but it's never going to be broken.
1: But think about it, playing both sides of the ball, too.
2: Like, you had the you had the Barber brothers, but one was a DB, the other was a running back. The Bosa brothers are the only... Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so will the Bosa brothers catch up to the Watt brothers in sack? Absolutely not. Damn,
1: that's a goodie. That's going to be fun to monitor. They have a big lead, though. They do. Because the Bosa brothers... Yeah, JJ both, both recently came into the league where JJ Watt ended up playing like over a decade and TJ Watt's been in the league now. That's going to be fun. Damn, yeah, I wish bro. I had more stats on that one to look at. <laughs> Yo, so one of the records that I found fascinating and hilarious. Most consecutive losses.
2: Ooh, who's that?
1: The Tampa Bay Bucks lost 26 games in a row. Bro. Oh my Losing 26 times in a row. Could you imagine being on that team?
2: The Browns had to have gone close to that, right? Like, because they went 0-16, but they didn't win. They would have been in the 20s.
1: The Browns definitely got into the 20s because I remember they ended up starting Baker Mayfield. I think they got to, like, 19 because they started Baker Mayfield against the Jets on a Thursday night football game.
2: It was Baker's coming out party. And
1: they put him in at halftime. They put them in that halftime, and then they won that game. And it had to be like a 19 or 20-game losing streak in a row. It could. You also could be right. It could be even more into the 20s, because I don't know how if they were on a losing streak prior to the 0-16. That is... So- to end that <laughs> season. So, yeah, but, dude... That's th- true. So, from 1976 to 1977, the expansion Baby Bucks, they were called. So, let's remember, this was also an expansion team. The Baby Bucks. They lost 26 games in a row. I mean...
2: Like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like. That's a season and a half. You, I wondered how many coaches they went through, you know, like, because it's being an expansion team, bro. They could have been like handcuffed. They're like, hey, we just got to stick it out with this dude. You know, it's going to be a rough couple of years. And then. It got really rough.
1: So apparently, that's one of the reasons why they don't wear those creamsicle jerseys. Because they were because that's when they, they were, were weak. <laughs> that's when they were weak. Brings up some bad memories for the OGs <laughs> in Tampa Bay.
2: Because those are the sickest Tampa Bay jerseys mm. combination.
0: Yeah, they yeah, yeah. could
2: quite possibly be the best combination in uh, in NFL history. That's just me. I, I like the creamsicle. Give me give me a stat. K. <laughs> this one is hilarious. It's gonna be unbreakable. Uh a, the the most fined player in NFL history. Do you know who it is?
1: First thought in my mind, Vontez Perfect.
2: Nope. He did make the list though. Like he 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 was. He's close not that to far it. off. Yeah, this one's gonna like throw you off. It's okay, Adrian Peterson. Whoa. Do you remember that whole situation? With his it, kid? Yes.
1: So he got fined for that and he, not suspended?
2: The NFL fined him $2 million. Yo. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. I mean, it makes sense. It, it, it does. But I forgot it, about that, too. I thought he only got suspended. No, 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 no. He got a, he a heft. Remember, because this was also at the point in time where he was the face of the league. Yeah. So it was like yeah, he was yeah, the yeah. So then the NFL's got Yeah, a, just one MVP. And, and you know, so I don't think that's ever gonna be touched. Like, you know, the NFL came down super now, hard. Now, is that is that
1: a one time fun and it's the most ever? Or are you talking about like over so he, a career? In his career. Oh, in his career. Okay.
2: So it could I would imagine the lump sum came from that. You know, he could have been there could have been other things that were totally right. Up. Like he flashed
1: the fan, like he moved like yeah. Randy Moss mooned the fan and he yes. got like a $15,000 fine. Or right. Right. You bitch about the referees after a game. And you but get you fine. don't
2: see million dollar fines. Like nah, you, you got
1: to really keep that in mind. The only ones I can think of off the top of my head or are, are team sanctioned fines, mm-hmm. right. Uh, the flake gate. Yep. The saints, saints, bounty gate, right. Bounty gate. And then with the crowd noise in Atlanta, you get deducted, uh, second round pick and then you get hit with like a quarter of a million dollar fine Mm -hmm. but damn bro two million they hit him for yeah
2: sheesh unbreakable record
1: yeah that's gonna be like bro for you to get a two million (laughs) dollar fine you gotta you gotta do some like like a felony for you to get something like that in the NFL well
2: uh my running back he could be Alvin Kamara. Could be yeah. He got he got an ongoing case be, for sure. Yeah, yeah. What about this one? Most okay.
1: most seasons
2: played. Do you know the answer to this? It it blew my mind. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw this one. It was twenty six season. Uh, George Blanda. George Blanda for the Raiders. Twenty six seasons. So Brady played twenty
1: three.
2: So man,
1: but think about that, right? Like he played from like twenty one to forty five.
2: 22 to 45. In, but at a like a, a position where you could get rocked. You yeah. know, I mean, like he I, he may have been a kicker hybrid uh type person. Maybe later in his career he could have gotten that, but that's insane. 26 seasons. It feels like the
1: only person that could break that record has to be a special teamer. Without a doubt. You have to be a, a long kicker. snapper. Like Vinatieri probably came close. Mm-hmm. Vinatieri was still getting after it in his 40s. But it, it, you have to be. No, not even a long snapper, bro. Because you got to go and make tackles
2: sometimes. That is true. But I think you just got to be a little bit of a
1: dog. Just, just a punter or a kicker are the only two players that can. I think even in the history of the league, if you're north of 20 seasons, it got to be special teamers and Brady and Favre. Like that, that got to be the list for most most
2: seasons played, without a doubt, without a doubt. But I mean, a Raider too. You know what I mean? That just goes to show you that Raider pride. There is, like, I would say out of, like, teams that have the most pride behind playing with them for a long time, the Raiders are up there. You know, you think about some Raider greats. Check this out. George Blanda. Okay.
1: Then you got Morton Anderson, kicker. Adam Vinatieri, kicker. Tom Brady, quarterback. John Carney, kicker. Gary Anderson, Jeff Eagles, Jason Hansen, kickers. And then it's Vinny Tessaverdi and then Sean Ledetta, special teamer. So we're right where it got to be. It got to be be a special special teamer. teamer. Yeah. There's no other. There's no other way around it. Damn, bro. That's crazy. I have. uh, I, I got a good one that I think can be broken. Okay. Single game receiving yards. Willie Anderson, 336. Calvin Johnson got close. I think he had. No, Julio had a 300
2: burger. And it was probably that 2018 season. With, it uh, was. It was. I think the 2016 season
1: when they won MVP. When he won MVP, um, Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Yep. But that was that was around the time when the Julio originated <laughs> over here, bro. i I've, I've no player in professional sports has won and cost me more money than Julio Jones. Like I won, I won Ooh. close to forty five thousand dollars playing DraftKings and FanDuel one year because of him
2: betting like individual props. No, no. Or so were you th- betting on was, the team and you were like, it's because my dog Julio.
1: This was like daily fantasy. Gotcha. So man. DraftKings and FanDuel in twenty sixteen, yep. and it was when I'll never forget this game. Obviously, right? One fucking forty Gs off it, but it was when the when the Falcons were playing the Saints. It was the last game of the regular season. The Falcons had nothing to play for. They were already clinched the division. They had the seating was locked in. And it was a conversation of whether or not to play or not play those games. And I remember my buddy Allen, who's my co-host during the football season, he's a big Falcon fan. And he's like, dude, there's not a team we hate more than the Saints. So we're going to we're gonna play this game. I'm telling you they're going to play. And all the reports were, oh, is Ryan going to play? Is Julio going to play? Devontae Freeman was on that team. Most yep. knew. And he's like, bro, I have a feeling they're going to play. So I play Julio Jones and he puts up like eight for 125 and two touchdowns on Ooh. 4% ownership. So that's where like the ownership of a guy and you pivot off contrarian and chalky plays. And Julio on the last drive scored a touchdown. And uh, I just saw the little green dot on DraftKings and FanDuel just go to the top. And and I ran the same lineup on both sites. FanDuel has said 264 DraftKings just said like 13.9 came out to around 40000 dollars So ever since then it was like, Julio. Oh. Dude, I was mapping out my God. life. I was like, yo, I'm not working again. I'ma just I'm gonna become a <laughs> no. professional DFS player. Yeah.
2: That was the that was the day. Yeah. Did was- you ever you seem like the kind of guy that you may have DM'd him? Did you DM Julio and just hey bro, like you don't understand, but like you changed my life.
1: Yo, I messaged him and told him I wanna give to whatever charity you have. Like, just pick a number between 1,000
2: to 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't fuck up my plan. Uh, I was but like, yeah, I, I, I it's not to do crazy, wolf. but
1: I do want to <laughs> I, I I give back, bro. I definitely want to give back. But ever since then, it's like, Julio. Julio! That's what it started. <laughs> if you ever see my tweets, I even, I've been posting something on Instagram the other day.
2: I got to check so, it out. So
1: he came, he came close. He had a 300-yard game. But, bro, you got to think, now the NFL, there's so much passing. Three hundred thirty-six yards in a game, like Jamar Jamar Chase has put up like two fifty twice. Justin
2: Jefferson is getting yeah. really close. So who would who who would who would be the guy to do yeah. it? Yeah, got to be one of them two, right? No, I I think uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna sound crazy, but I think like a guy like Debo Samuel's actually with the way that he's utilized, like. So we need Yak, too. We, we need, do need, we yak, need Yak, right? So, like, getting the deep ball is there. It's not in Debo's repertoire, but he's also getting the ball a shit ton. And, you know, he he can make a one-guy miss. I was also going to say, like, if I'm thinking Dark Horse, based off last season, A.J. Brown is a guy that has the skill set to be able to do that. Justin Jefferson, though, with the way that that team is set up, though, he he will be in close contention of, getting that record mm. and that dude has got it like so who was the guy because like i've never heard of that receiver that has that record willie anderson he
1: willie played anderson. he played for the then los angeles rams and this okay. happened in the early eight, uh, 1989.
2: so the greatest show on turf era with uh kurt warner
1: no no way before that like a decade before that and the closest no, the closest yeah. someone came was in 2013 seven yards away was calvin johnson i gotta look at that that box score had to be like 27 targets
2: (laughs) oh my no that's all matt well i don't blame him the way that matt stafford would just with no regard throw this ball up like it was three flies up with your boys in the backyard like
1: Oh my God! He did it against Dallas too. <laughs> he did it against Dallas. Where he I remember mossed, that game, yes. dude. He lost the three players yes. in the end zone. Yes, oh, it couldn't happen to a better franchise.
2: Let me tell you, <laughs> not happen to a better organization. Uh, you want here? Here's another thing. Do you want to keep shit on the Cowboys? I yeah, have a record. Of course. Uh, time of possession in a game. This will I, I feel is unbreakable. The Oilers versus the Cowboys. The Oilers had the ball for 48 minutes and 34 seconds. <laughs> So the Cowboys only had the ball for 12 minutes. They dogged them. Damn. Teams have, like, so, like, teams have gotten close, but close is, like, 46 minutes. They controlled the, like, the, the Cowboys had the ball less than a quarter. That's crazy. Yeah. That's really, because that had to happen. I mean, you said the
1: Oilers, so I had to be during the the run Run first, run always. Arrow yes. football.
2: Yes. She shit on it. Yep. Yo. So,
1: <laughs> Megatron had 329 on 14 catches, 17 targets.
2: Oh my Good god. god. Well, I think he was by far the most logistical nightmare. Like he—he's a a defensive coordinator's worst nightmare, mm. without a doubt. Probably like. I always, I always put, like, Gronk maybe in that category too, but, like, just because Gronk could block too, but, man, and, and what, Gronk, could it, what couldn't Calvin Johnson
1: do? Dude, and Gronk also was such a problem. Like, he was the first real problem at that position.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I feel like um, Tony Gonzalez was. Tony Gonzalez was ahead of his time where he was a great blocker, but he wasn't the blocker that Gronk was. But he was also like a way better receiving tight end than Gronk. But Gronk was still dope. Right. Like, dude, I always used to say that when Aaron Hernandez and him were on the same team, how Gronk was the better tight end, but Aaron Hernandez was the better football player. Cause they used to put him in the backfield. They used to ISO him on like Darrell Revis. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, this is a tight end. Like he was a beast. Like, and they originated that two, let's get two dominating tight ends. Yep mismatches all over the place we could split them out wide in the x and y positions we could have them as slot receivers yep they could block for us we can we can outrun you with their speed and their six four six six two sixty whatever they were yep. like they were ahead of their time bro with, with gronk and hernandez and then belichick doing all that stuff and that's why that's why brady had all the success too like brady had brady probably had like the most systems that he had to play with in his career
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Mold systems. Like, he, he, oh, he had a similar system everywhere. So are you a player
1: makes the system or system makes the player guy?
2: Player makes the system. In teams, they, our system makes the player, I think they miss the mark. Uh, you need to be adaptable, and that's why in, in a later episode when we're, we're talking about, like, where people fit, you know, you really have to see the way that it's already meshing with other players to give you that vibe of, like, can this work? Um, but, like, a team that was making it work. Here, let's go into another unbreakable record. Most points scored in a season. Was the Broncos in 2013. They scored 606 points. That's an average of 37 and a half points a game.
1: You want to hear an all-time bad take I had going into that season? <laughs> I mean, like, you're, you're talking like it could not be. And I always get my, my buddy Joey always gives me shit for this too. So we were playing, playing a really competitive fantasy football league with my buddies. And he, you know, same group of friends for like, 20 years and there's, we do a 10 man league, uh $300 buy-in, you know, first place is like $2,100. We wanted to get it to a thousand dollar buy-in. And then at the time, like I was delivering pizza. My, my other buddy just like became a cop. He's like, bro, a thousand dollars is crazy. You do some <laughs> shady shit. And like you trade Julio Jones for like Alfred Morris. You're gonna be like, yo, we're fighting, you know, but $300 <laughs> yes. is like, you're taking it serious. So you get respectable that year, that year, um, Joey comes up to me, and he's like, yo, bro, what do you think of like Julius Thomas and, and Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker? I'm like, I don't know, bro. I feel like there's too many balls to, for all of them to eat, for everyone to have a good season. You know, like Wes Walker was on that team, too. I was like, I don't know. I would probably stay away.
2: Four guys scored 10 or more touchdowns. That <laughs> Pain was just over there like. Walker this week, Decker this week. And that's why you're 100% back on the Broncos. Like, I feel like you're having (laughs) my get back. (laughs) This is your get back here with the Broncos. (laughs) But, yeah, 606 points. That's, like, one of the ones that I put in the unbreakable side because people don't don't underestimate, like, how difficult it is to score points in the NFL. And if you're averaging 37, Mm. bro, they were smoking teams. The, and their their offense was built to just, I mean, like you just said. But they let it that, rain. Dude,
1: oh, my God. Peyton Manning was on fire that year at the 55. So what about that one? Same season, 55 touchdowns.
2: That one will be broken. Yeah. By Patrick Mahomes.
1: But don't you think that, that kind of is, that's the word I'm looking for. That one kind of correlates to most points in a season, too. Don't you feel like? Yeah, yeah. Cuz if I'm if I'm a quarterback and I throw 60 touchdowns, theoretically, that's 600 points right there. That doesn't include what my running back is getting, special team, defensive touchdown. So I think if the guy that breaks the single season touchdown record, his team probably breaks
2: that record too. And it would be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And the Chiefs that's I think he's going to be the guy that I mean everybody talks about for the next 60 years. Yo, like we're going to be How do you do- feel
1: how do you feel about my take? I already I already think he's the goat.
2: No way. Why? Because I value sustained success if you're going to be considered a goat.
1: Okay, so good good point, good point. Counter
2: is five years not? No, not for that. Like, you gotta play at least. Like a if you did
1: if this was just a two year run that he went on, yeah. I'd I'd hear you. But it's it's five years and the fact that he did it this hey,
2: year with the circumstances. I'm willing to give a compromise here and say that it's Brady and then he's two. Like, I'm not gonna give you any BS on, you know. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, right, like creeping into that conversation. Well, he's a better quarter. No, like, no. Yeah. Right? So I'm willing to say he's two, but he's he, without putting the pressure. See, now what you're doing, Nick, is you're putting pressure on the kid. And this is not what Patrick Mahomes needs. He He's cruising, be, not being the GOAT. He's happy. He's like, hey, let me be number two for a long time, right? I think Ode Osborne said this on a podcast once. He's like, you don't need to be great. But you just need to be good for a very long time. Mm. But now you're putting expectations on the kid. The only other
1: player player who has had this kind of greatness in a five-year stretch at quarterback. Now, Brady has had multiple five-year stretches where he's won three or more Super Bowls. But then, like, his numbers were down, right? Like, 2018, when they won that Super Bowl with the Rams, he wasn't... You know, he didn't lead the league in passing yards or touchdowns. Like, he was kind of middling, right? Mm-hmm. People were having the conversations midseason. Like, oh, is he is mm-hmm. the time? Or Jimmy G, did, did we make the wrong decision? The only other person who can compare to Mahomes from a statistical standpoint would be Rodgers from 11 to 15. He won the MVP twice in that tenure. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, 11 to 16. He won the MVP twice. He had won the Super Bowl the year before that, and then he would run into, like, he, he lost to the Giants when they went 15-1, and one, and they lost at home. He lost that game to Kaepernick, and a lot of times, he would lose these games to the Seahawks in the playoffs where, yo, know, he went down. They scored the touchdown to tie it after they were trailing, and then he just didn't touch the ball again, which was always my biggest gripe with the NFL overtime. It made no sense, and... It also sucks. That's why I feel like quarterback wins and losses are not really a stat that you could pin on the quarterback because I've seen Peyton Manning throw five touchdowns in a game and lose, and then he throws four interceptions in Baltimore, and they win because Vinatieri hits four field goals, and that's a win. for. But he played way better in that game. So I think those are a little misleading when you're looking at QB wins and losses. So going back to this five-year run that Mahomes has been on, Okay. I think is the best run any quarterback has ever been on because he has the individual success and he has the team success. Number one seed pretty much every time. And then Rodgers didn't win a Super Bowl in his best five years. He won two MVPs, so he doesn't have the team success. So that's why to me, like this, this is going to be something where you're talking about this Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey era in Kansas City. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, And they didn't go nowhere too, bro. If they won the Super Bowl this past year without Tyreek, and I think they were, I think they had 12 guys starting in the Super Bowl. No, 12 guys. 12 guys recorded a box score stat in the Super Bowl that were either in their first or second year. That's, that means that these guys are playing at the, the the highest level.
2: And they have what could be considered the, like, Smartest offensive mastermind. Yeah, behind the whole. He's fathered everyone's style. Correct. Correct. Right, because he's a person that's that's conformed. But hey, I love the take. All I'm saying is, you're putting a lot of expectations, Patrick Mahomes. You gonna get it done, and he could absolutely flop in the second half of his career. And you know what's hysterical? And you just sold him out. Uh, You know what's hysterical?
1: Um, I've just been riding the Chiefs for the last. Ten minutes, I've already bet the Broncos to win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> hey man, forty-five to one odds. I'm just saying, I, I yeah. bet number is not team. So know, is, I'm, just, okay. I'm Just pointing that out. Good. Most most consecutive starts, Brett Favre, two ninety-seven. I think that'll never get broken.
2: I um well, I mean, your boy almost did it, Eli, and then the, that whole. I mean, not saying he would have broke it. He would have still needed to play like yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, probably two more seasons after. Yeah, I don't think. Because it's a well, the only position that I see that could break it would be kicker. Yeah, right. Like this is another special teams longevity type play, and I bet a couple of kickers have got to be uh, got to be close. But I remember, I I don't know who Brett Favre got uh, benched for, but I do remember when he was playing with the Jets, I believe, and then that's when he lost the record, and it was a huge. Huge fallout. He played with the the Jets after, right? After the Vikings. Yeah. Yep. It was definitely with them. But no, I don't I don't think that gets touched. Uh the and especially the NFL these days is it's getting more and more uh you know, the the expectancy of a player's lifespan is a lot shorter. Um and I I know that it may not seem that way, but there's also just a lot more talent out
0: there.
1: And you know what else I think too, bro? I think social media pressure plays a big role in guys playing or not playing. What would have happened if they played Tua in that playoff game after just being concussed? Mm-hmm.
2: I get it, it's the plays playoffs, a
1: but I think that's a big reason why. Like, dude, Bro. he gets a concussion, and then they put him out, and then he gets he gets that crazy yeah. hit on Thursday Night Football where he, he did the, the MMA knockout thing where yeah. he was like that. Yes. And you're, you're looking at it you're like, yo, we just saw someone die. Like someone just died like and then we had Demar Hamlin a couple of weeks a couple of months later But you saw two over there. He did the just statue on the ground when he got smoked hits his head And then if they were to play him two weeks after that He just had two concussions and I think it was 12 days they were to play him two weeks after that, you know Social media would have been it would have been leading every podcast every network television show every pregame show How dare the Dolphins so you're also gonna have that that's why I said no to this record because obviously it's it's difficult to play that many games in a row. To get through a season alone is like, wow, this is great. Yeah. But to play those many games, you know, you sick guys because you've clinched the one seed and they have a hamstring and mm-hmm. you know, they, they did it with, with uh, Jalen Hurts.
2: You got to be a dog to to get that. You have like, to also you, be like,
1: really lucky to A hundred percent. There's so much luck that goes into that also. But you,
2: yeah, it's, it's also having to fight back, not being pressured in anything. By the way, with that whole concussion thing, I found it hilarious. Do you watch Formula One, that F1 uh, drive to survive? I haven't, no. Okay. I can make this relatable to you anyways. There was a dude who got into a a vicious accidents, like three of them in the span of uh, two months. And he kept driving. You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking like he would have had a concussion. You know what I mean? And he's out driving like the next week neither here nor there. I mean, I know it's two different sports with the whole concussion thing, but it's like, it's wild to me. Like how it's accepted mm. in F1, but like in the NFL, we got to go through this whole, you know. Bro,
1: we're big UFC fans. You don't think when guys get head kicked, they don't get concussed and then they're in their corner and their corner's like, yo, we're down two rounds. You got to go out there. <laughs> like dudes get dropped, bro. D- dudes get dropped in the ground, They pound, like your head isn't made to take 27 <laughs> no. uncontested shots. So that happens no. too. No. Boxers? Boxers get lit up. You get hit in the back of the head? Like, bro,
2: Most you, ever got, you ever
1: got a concussion?
2: I did, actually, once. I was uh in high school football. My sophomore year, we were playing uh, a team. I was a, I was a linebacker. I went to go make a, a tackle in the hole, and the running back's knee, like, went up and, like, shot my neck back, and then I kind of just, like, went black for a couple of seconds, and then I got pulled out. But, I mean, it, it was... It was enough to make me be like, damn, mm. like that's like, it was more so terrifying afterwards. It wasn't like I was, I mean, if I was older and I had experienced it, I would have probably been like, put me back out there. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, I'm, I'm, you know, function, I'm capable of doing things. But at that moment it was like, everything kind of stopped. And this is also cause
1: you're, you're I was shook. You're you're years younger than me. You're what twenty five? Yeah, yeah. So I'll be I'll be thirty two next week. I got concussed in high school. It was oh eight, and like they, there was a gate. We were playing our rival high school, and one of my best friends, Dominic, was on the other team. So, <clears throat> dude, I get hit out of bounds so late on their sideline, right? Rivalry now, <laughs> LIC versus Brian. I get hit on the sideline. And my momentum takes me to... You ever seen those gates that are like elevated, but there's like cinder blocks underneath? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I hit my my helmet, hits the side of that. Like my momentum pushes me and I hit the side of that. Lights are on, no one's home. I used to have to run after every play to my high school coach to get the next play. Right? We didn't have yeah, headsets, yeah, nothing. Yeah, so yeah. I go to their coach. <laughs> I go to, this is a true story. I go to their coach and all the guys knew me because we're in the neighborhood. So I'm right. friends with a lot of the guys and it was like a, it, rivalries, but we weren't enemies right, with, right. with a lot of those kids. You guys knew each other. Yeah, we knew each other. So I go to, the, to the, their head coach. I was like, yo, coach, what's the play? And I do this. Just, yo, what's the play coach? He's like, Nikki, you all right? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you can tell me to play. He's like, you're on the wrong sideline, bro. And then my, my, my boy Don comes up to me. He's like, fuck's wrong with you. They call timeout for me. Bro. They call timeout for me. Dom literally walks me across the field. And then I go over to my coach. And my coach is like, what's wrong with you? I was like, yo, coach, I'm good. I'm good. He's looking me in the eyes. He's like, oh, boy. So this was this was before concussions were like.
2: This is, yeah.
1: Yeah, this yeah. was 08, bro. Concussions yes. didn't really become like the movie came out in like
2: 2012. Yeah.
1: And then it became this whole thing like get them out, you know, independent mm-hmm. uh, neurologists at games and shit. Dude, I missed like one drive, came back in, and and I ended up playing,
2: but it was like it no, was tear. That would never happen now, right? Right. But like, it's a perfect UFC analogy. Like, I mean, these boxes get punched in the face and they have to react like now. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like they were feeling that, <clears throat> and then they had to be alive. But, um, I have a a crazy stat that I think could be broken if um you know we we make an effort forth right now, Nick. Okay, uh, all purpose yards. Okay, Jerry Rice currently holds a record with 23,546 yards. Do you know who's second?
1: Mm. Emmitt Smith.
2: It's Brian Mitchell. So he was a special teamer, special teamer and receiver ah, that's for the Redskins. Count. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. He needs 216 more yards. To be the all-purpose yards leader. Now, I think it is an unbreakable record by, and nobody currently playing in the NFL is remotely close. Like maybe twelve thousand yards, just so everybody can put it in perspective. But Brian Mitchell's two sixteen away. He's fifty-one years old. Enough. No, <laughs> no, 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 bro. Listen, <laughs> say he's gonna come back to just to get you know. two sixteen, the Commanders are like imploding. So, like, why not? <laughs> like start the petition. Brian Mitchell needs two sixteen. That's worth it, bro. And then we'll make a Netflix talk about it. And just like
1: fifty <laughs> one. <laughs> 51- oh, so what? You want him? You want him to do what? Just return? Nah, no, he can't return punts. It
2: would have to be just slants. No, 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 no. You know what? You keep him on the roster for like before the half. You know when the team has a ball in like the twenty and the oh, defense plays prevent. Oh. Bro, just give Brian a- a You can get
1: 216 yards in a season off that. Yes,
2: thank you. Okay, that's a
1: breakable (laughs) record. Yeah, except that he's 50-plus years old. Ages but a number, baby. (laughs) I got got one that I don't think there's a chance in hell that we see get broken, especially with how football is being played today. Most rush attempts in a game. Oh, my
2: God. This is going to be hilarious.
1: 45. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jamie Morris of the then Washington Redskins. Now, if a
2: running back gets 20 carries, it's like, holy, what the hell? Yeah, it would have to. Okay, the only scenario, this would be a, this would be a weather game, and it would be like.
1: And it would, it would have to be a weather game, and it'd have to be a close game where it's like spiraling 56-mile-an-hour winds. Mm-hmm. It's coming down. And the only way you can move the ball is on the ground, and it would have to be like a Der- Derrick Henry kind of running back. Derrick Henry came close; he had 38 carries in a playoff game once. So, in and for recent, but again, that that team played a certain way. Yeah, where I don't think that's I don't I think mean, that happens. The, like the, many-
2: there's only one scenario I can think of right now that is Jonathan mm. Taylor playing the the Jets, uh, you know, in a in a playoff game you would have to you would have to make it a point to break this record. Yes. Yes. Like there it's you, a you would have to go
1: into into that game and after the first quarter you look at your running back and he has 12 carries. And you're saying to yourself, "Yo, you want to go for this? That's the only way." Like when guys go to break uh milestones or achieve certain accolades within a season in order to get Mm -hmm. bonuses and benefits i call it incentive week Week 17 week 18 i made a lot of money the last couple of years where it's like yo this guy only needs four catches (laughs) hmm what's his line four and a half okay let's do that let's do that so it would have to be something along those lines where derrick henry there was one year i i think for him to break 2k he needed 250 yards rushing in the last game and they went into there with all intentions for him to break 2k so I think it would have to be something that's agreed upon amongst the team and going into that.
2: Definitely. Definitely and it, it probably. Yeah. I would I would imagine it would be like a coach. One of the coaches probably had like a vendetta out. You know what I mean? He got the record set against him.
1: Ooh, like a revenge game.
2: Yeah. It's like some like 65 year old like running backs coach. It's like, we're gonna fucking break this record. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What about
1: LT's single season touchdown record, 31? What's crazy is there was a full, there was like a five year stretch where Priest Holmes broke it, then Sean Alexander broke it, and then LT broke it. And it had to be back to back or every other season. Rushing
2: or just so he scored touchdowns. He scored 28 on the ground and he called three. Okay. I would imagine the only player I could think of in the NFL right now that probably came close is Austin Eckler um yo i didn't a, even
1: think about him he's yeah. like
2: uh i mean he was just scoring in bunches last year because he was the all-purpose type yeah, back. yeah yeah he's also one that you could probably put in the category again 45 carries but no no he, he runs he, routes
1: yeah he would routes. be like yeah. 45 yeah, yeah. touches would be yeah, yeah, yeah. possible because there's there's him mccaffrey camara saquon those kind of running backs they, I don't think they go into the game saying they need to get 20 carries. Right. I think they say they have to get 20 or more touches, touches. touches. So dude, Saquon so, in the playoff game, I think he had nine rushes, but, but he had he had 18 touches and you're saying he was like, okay, that's, that's better. He was Can utilized. I, right, right, right. <laughs> but dude, Eckler, I was so wrong on Eckler because it's so hard for you to go back to back seasons, leading the league in a category.
2: Oh, it was, I I made the biggest flub so on him. So in,
1: in. Not this past season, the year before, I remember I took him third in a fantasy league and my boys were just shitting on me. Like, "Bro, he's a third round value. I'm like, dude, the new offensive coordinator, he's from, it's Lombardi, he's from the Saints. He's already said they're gonna use him like Camara. Where would you take Camara? I'd take him third. Oh, no shit, that's what I'm doing with (laughs) Eckler. And this is a way better offense. And then coming into last year, I was all in on the Chargers. They were my pick to win the Super Bowl, and I had bet on them. But my concern with Eckler was, man, it's going to be hard for him to lead the league in touchdowns again. And then he ended
2: up leading the league in touchdowns again. Yep. So he's he's an exception to the rule. He, uh, but see, that that year with LT, I mean, it's just a all-around good team. Yeah. Um, so with the way offenses are structured, though, now, I don't see this being out of the realm because it will be one of those all-purpose type of guys. It could be Christian McCaffrey uh, this upcoming season if the 49ers can really, like, I mean, just figure out the only position they need to figure out. Mm. They'll be fine. Uh, I have points in a quarter. This is a breakable record to me. Okay. So points in a quarter was set by a guy named Don Hudson. He was a receiver and a kicker for the Bears, I believe. It's 29 points. So he had five. Hmm. He had five extra points, and three touchdowns. However, that equates. There was definitely extra points in there.
1: Damn. I mean, I think I think you you said it on your show how there's never going to be anyone accumulate for more points in a Super Bowl than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I know that, we're talking about a whole game. Well, I was talking, talking about, about a quarter. You're, you're talking about a quarter, but I, I love that take because. I was thinking about it and, and I couldn't think of someone else. Because you said he scored three, he threw one, mm-hmm. then he had the two-point conversion. Correct. And then he also was the reason why
2: they had that fumble six. Absolutely. Yeah. That
1: was a good video, dude. Yeah, I, I like appreciate that. that. I
2: like it, that take. It kind of it took off. because I mean, it, there was only so many things to talk about after the Super Bowl that right. wasn't just the the Chiefs were <laughs> outstanding. Um but yeah, records, man, are are interesting because. That is a, a type of record where that hybrid position, I would like to see it come back. Like I think of Chato Chosinko kicking a couple of a field goals when he played for the Bengals. But I think it should be utilized more. Think about it. You're saving a roster spot. You know, if you have a punter, because a punter and a kicker two different positions. So if you have a punter that could also like double up as kicker, but... If you want to use your stud receiver who's got a leg too, why not? And it could probably open up the the possibilities of a lot more fake field goals and stuff like that. But as of right now there is nobody in the league that does kicking receiving and running back, whatever. That's going to be difficult for sure. Cuz you got to score five Tudders, five touchdowns. Yeah. Dude, that's,
1: that's a great—in a quarter is wild. Yeah. In a game, it's definitely doable. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor scored five touchdowns recently. Kamara, I remember that was a fantasy championship week. Mm. And he scored six touchdowns yep. in the Christmas cleats. Yep. Oof, that was rough. <laughs> that was rough. All right, I have one more. All right. So we'll do one more before Perfect. we wrap this up. Will a team go undefeated? It's the 14-0 and Miami Dolphins back then. Well, they won 17-0 and with the playoffs. Back then, they only played 14 games. And it's so annoying when those guys are celebrating that they went undefeated. You know, when that last team yeah, wins. They pop
2: champagne bottles, like, smoke
1: you cigars. Guys, you guys played when there were, like, football was, it was 50 years ago.
2: Yeah. Like, you got to relax. And you did. you won 14 games, right? Right. It was
1: a 14-game regular season. And then... The Patriots went eighteen and zero, and then they ran into the Giants. Right, and I don't know, dude. That's gonna be that's gonna be hard to do.
2: Well, this year the Eagles gave us a a little like oh, maybe you well, know we've, what ha-
1: we've had a couple of teams. The Panthers started off thirteen and zero. You've had obviously the Patriots did it, but you've had you've had a couple of teams that have come out the gates hot, but for the most part, it's
2: i don't I don't think that's achievable. it's like a it's a prop that if you see will a team go undefeated this season and it's like, no, ten thousand to one, yeah, like, yeah, like you should probably bet the house on no because i I just think that the odds will forever be in your favor. It's such a lucky thing, and there's no there's no teams that have shown me that they are capable of when players or when they're doing well going into the end of a season that they're capable of saying, all right, let's keep the foot on the gas pedal. You know, a majority of teams sit there, guys are willing to, you know, not show as much offensively. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. That'll never be done. They're going to keep popping bottles till they're in the grave, bro. Yeah. Most of them probably are. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's like less than ten of them. Like that party used to be popping. Like every year they were like boys, right? Like this team's going 80s down this. in South
1: Beach too. Oh, they're probably having a good time.
2: If if I have a chance to go back in a time machine, I may go back to one of those parties. Like them watching the game, being hype when the the team that's undefeated loses. Oof! Now it's probably like dude.
1: And in the oof, and in
2: the right, eighties, in the as we wrap up in the
1: eighties in Miami because I'm fascinated by Pablo Escobar and the Colombian cartel. I've watched every documentary. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had the real DEA agents on the show, Javier sure, sure. Pena and Steve Murphy, that Narcos is based on. Okay. <clears throat> so in that conversation I was having with them, there's a famous video of Chuck Knoll talking about the Steelers' offensive line. And one of the guys in the documentary Cocaine Cowboys by uh, Billy Corbin, he's a filmmaker. He did um, Screwball on Netflix. He's done a bunch of like these documentaries and he did cocaine cowboys. There was a drug dealer that said he had the entire Steelers offensive line in his house, doing blow the night before the Super Bowl. And he told his boys this and they all bet the Cowboys. Cause they're like, dude, these guys are all coked up. Like what the, you know, what's going on? And then it cuts to the Steelers beat them like 45, 10. Oh and Chuck Noll is like our offensive line played the best they did all year. <laughs> It's like all these guys were, were just coked up, dude. Crazy. They and figured was, it out. And the Super Bowl was in Miami, that's too.
2: Hilarious. That's wild, right? <laughs> that, that's a good story.
1: That's, a, that's <laughs> a really good one, man. And we'll wrap up the show with that. Sweet. For all of you listening, I do another show with George after this. It'll be up on Patreon. It'll be coming out in a couple of weeks. So the Patreon members, you'll be able to get it in advance. And enjoy the pay-per-view this week. And we will catch you guys next time on Veterans Minimum.